Welcome back to the Make Account Podcast. I'm Marcus Meir, founder of Meir Group CPAs and the Total Control Accounting System. I'm Tyler Warner, small business owner with a lot of accounting questions. Are you? <laughs> yeah, I just <laughs> forgot who I was. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Yeah, so today's accounting questions are all about sales tax. Ooh. Yeah, nobody's uh, nobody of the taxes. It's <laughs> a miserable tax. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can we say that? Yeah. It takes such a good thing in business and just, I mean, that's like, who loves, like, everybody loves giving sales. You know? Government gets in there and says, hey, won't you, uh, why are you selling that? Collect a few bucks for us. Yeah. Hold it and pay and, it to us. And I'll say this, they get in there in every which kind of way, right? <laughs> so it's like really complicated. That's the whole point of you know, while we're broaching this subject is cause it's, um, yeah, it can get complicated. Very, oh yeah. Very complicated, complicated very quickly. So, yep. um, yeah, let's just kind of start off like who needs to pay sales tax, who doesn't. And let's just at least start there and okay. talk about how we should pay it. What that looks like? I'll kind of give you an overview and, uh, we'll approach it from this perspective. You can charge sales tax on services. There, well, let me back up. You are required to charge sales tax on certain services in certain areas of the country. But for this discussion, let's leave it to products because I think that's what most people get when they go to the grocery store. They charge sales tax when they go to buy clothes. When they go to you know they right. buy when you buy tangible goods, right. you pay sales tax. So let's leave it to yeah, that. So a quick like. CPA service, Correct. marketing service, yeah, legal, are, architect, yeah. generally professional services, I would say almost always. I've never seen them taxable. Yeah. But you have some repairs, you know, your auto repair type stuff and that kind of stuff that can be taxable depending upon where you're located. Yeah. So and not you, to get too crazy. Most yeah. of, I mean, if you're in the business, you know whether Correct. at this point. Yeah, most people kind of understand what's the norm in their business. But let's just let's just go down this product route because I think that makes the most sense and I think that's what also resonates with most people. Yeah. All right, so let's start. So with go it. down that yeah, route. You, yeah, we're so we just sold a product. What happens? What happens? So all right, let's give it. Let's give the local example, and then we'll walk through kind of the e-commerce. Yeah, right. Because every so I know that's what you want to talk yeah, about. Well, every so we should mention every your local and state. Has Generally sales speaking, tax, yes. And there's no there's no federal Correct. sales tax. Yeah. So our example. We're in Lafayette Parish, Louisiana. So for those that aren't familiar, a parish is the same thing as a is akin to a county in the other forty nine states. We just you know we do things differently yeah. here in Louisiana. So we're in Lafayette Parish. Uh, if I had let's just say a clothing store, I would charge you when you when you bought a hundred dollars worth of clothes, I would charge you eight point four five percent on top of the hundred. So you would pay me one hundred eight dollars and forty five cents, and that eight forty five is the combination of a state rate of 4% and a local Lafayette parish at 4.45%. So even in the state of Louisiana, every parish is different or can be mm-hmm. the state's obviously the same. So right then and there kind of all, okay, this is interesting. Um, so just kind of something to think about. Um, so that's very, that's kind of simple, yeah. right? Let me ask another question that just popped. You yep. mentioned they all vary in, in the amount you owe. Mm-hmm. Do, do they even add more complexity of like when you owe it and like? No, it's generally monthly. It's generally okay. it, as as the as the retailer, the business. Okay. You know, and, and and an important point to make is a sales tax is not an expense to the business. Does okay. that make Does that make sense? Sure. Because the client, it's you're in the in the accounting example. Hundred dollars of sales, eight eight dollars and forty five cents of sales tax payable. You collect it and just give it to the government. Eventually, so like a tax free weekend. Is that the businesses decide and do that? Or no, is that the that's government? the government. That's the government. Yeah. Okay. Yep. 
I didn't know if it was like a loss leader or something. No, like, oh, no. we're just gonna. Well, there could be no. They couldn't determine that if they said it's a tax-free weekend and it's not. Well, let me back up. Certain businesses do that, and if it's not one of these, that's like I've seen back to school. The state will do that or different stuff. Or in, in our world, hurricane season, they'll say, "Hey, on this weekend, no sales tax." If that's deemed by the government, it literally is that. But if the if a business on their own says that, what they're really saying is, on the hundred dollar sale you had. Really, my sales were about $92, and the tax is 8 Just pay me the 100 They're backing into the sales tax. Okay. That makes sense? Yeah. It's not that there's no sales tax being right. charged. It's that it's not in addition to the sale. Right. That's what I figured. Correct. Yeah. So backing up, our example is $100 is their sales. eight forty five is the tax they got to pay. They collect it and then hand it yeah, to the government. They just no. gave you an, an 8.45 discount or whatever. Correct. Yeah. That they then pay to the to yeah. the state, so it yeah. costs them. But in this example, you know, most time you're just a conduit for the government, right? You just hold the money and give it to them, yeah. um, because that's a pretty cut and dried example. Local, um, you know, the different parishes have different rates. Some states have that same kind of deal, where the counties have different rates. Um, some counties don't have a sales tax. I've seen that before. So let's kind of get into the more complex example, which is you know e-commerce. Um, so e-commerce is tough because you know, in the olden days, I think you'd mentioned this before we started. Very simple. If I was in Louisiana and I sold to somebody in Tennessee, I, and because I don't have any connection to Tennessee, I being my business, mm-hmm. I didn't have to charge. I didn't have to sell when I sold it to them and it was delivered to them in Tennessee. I didn't have to charge them a local sales tax because sales tax is all based around this co- this concept called nexus. Nexus meaning connection. And so in the old world was, and this was about five years ago, and we'll talk about what happened. The old world was basically, you don't have salespeople here. You don't have an office here. You don't have a distribution center here. You don't have employees here. Name your thing that would connect you yeah. to the state. Meaning, basically, your kids aren't going to school here. Correct. You're not driving on our roads. You don't exactly. Need to, you don't need to be our middleman here Correct. to collect our so taxes. So somebody buys from you. The memory was great. You'd pay. You'd buy something online. You never paid sales tax because right. most time the vendor wasn't. In your state. Yeah. So that was the old way. All right, the new way. So most of you have heard of a company called Wayfair. Mm-hmm. Wayfair sells a lot of stuff to a lot of people in a lot of different states. Well, the state of South Dakota, I think it was. It could be North Dakota. I get it confused. They challenged them on this and went to the Supreme Court, basically saying, hey, you need to be charging sales tax to our residents. And the Supreme Court basically said, yeah, they can determine how they – they get to determine now how this nexus is determined. And it's not – the physical presence test I just gave you, which was yeah. salespeople, shop, you know, location, employees, all that kind of stuff. Well, now every state kind of determines their own rules. It's like, hey, well, if you sell in our state, if you reach 100 transactions a year, the 101st transaction, you need to start, what, you need to start charging sales tax. Or, like in perpetuity? In or, perpetuity. Okay. Or if you reach $100,000 of sales this year, now you've got to start charging sales. Like, and again, you said the imperpetuity rule. I'm not even sure on a lot of yeah, states. Because it, it, it's yeah. all over the map. Yeah. Every state's got their, their combination of those two or one or the other or something in between. Wow. They're all piling on to this. You know, you get it. Government, they're like, hey, you can, we can charge a sales tax? Great. Yeah. We'll do it. So that's the big thing. Now, what can you do about it? So the old way we used to tell a lot of clients when there were some times when you'd have to charge sales tax and you weren't sure, but it wasn't like this. You tell your clients, honestly, you'd be like, look, 
you really don't do much business there. Do you want to register and kick that can now they're waiting? You kind of kick that ant pile, and now the government's looking for sales tax returns for you. If you go to casually sell things, don't worry about it. They send you a notice, pay it, kind of ask for forgiveness kind of thing. Right. Now, I tell all my clients, if, you can do, if you've worked with one government agency, oh can you imagine working with 10,000? Right. I mean, it's... No, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And and to your, you, you and I were talking about this earlier. Your wife has a business that does just this, sells stuff all over the country, and she gets notices all the time. Hey, you need to register here. Hey, you need to do this. Hey, you need to do that. It's kind of like it's annoying and it's stressful. Yeah. So what we tell all of our clients now is, hey, look, if you're doing e-commerce, you need to plug in Avalara or TaxJar. To sales tax software. We love, we like Avalar. It's the one we use. And I will tell you this, it was also the reason why in years past, we wouldn't do much sales tax consulting. If you did sales tax or e-commerce, that wasn't a good fit for us. Now, I'm way more comfortable with it because I control the accounting data and can plug in your Shopify or your whatever system you're using to sell because right. it, it plugs into Avalar. Avalar starts to tell you, hey, we're tracking. You've reached 80 transactions in Wyoming. Once you get to 100, we're going we're gonna to start we're going to tell you you should change your website. Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. Like you yeah. should- and on the front end, it automatically calculates like, oh, okay, you live in Wyoming. Wyoming is a 6% Correct. tax versus, you know, here it's an 8.45. Right. Correct. It does all of that in yeah. the back end. It has all that. Yeah. Um, it would- and that's automatic for the, for the merchant. Yeah, I would say this. You and I worked on a client together where we had to implement this on their mm-hmm. WooCommerce website. And because we've got Avalara plugged in, at, at any point in time which they reach one of these thresholds in New Jersey or Connecticut or Illinois, mm-hmm. I don't know, Avalar is going to kick in and start charging the next customer that sales tax. Mm-hmm. That's the beauty of it. And, and would also, before we got to the point of charging them, they have what's called a heat map. It essentially yeah. says, hey, you're getting close in these states. We would preemptively go, as we got closer, go and register in those states. Mm-hmm. So it's really a great tool to have in your toolbox as far as, Compliance, and I hate to say it's just that, but it is just that. Yeah. The value of this is not getting the notices. The value of Avalar is the compliance. Mm-hmm. It's not fun, but it's necessary, and it'll make your life a lot easier. Um, and we really tell our clients, like, hey, if you're going to be selling online, do yourself a favor and get plugged into one of these software. Right. Yeah. How's it? Um, I mean, I'm imagining, I mean, there's some you can pay online. There's some of them you have to write checks. Yeah. Some of like, what, what's that world look like? I would say increasingly you can pay them online. I mean, most of the people we handle sales tax for, um, I would tell you Louisiana is one of the painful ones where every local jurisdiction you have to go, you have to pay them directly. Most states divvy it up for you. Texas, for a great example. If I sell in 25 counties in Texas, I don't file 25 sales tax returns. Again, we even talked about that part. Avalara can do your sales tax returns, but a lot of times you'll do them yourself. You have to actually file a return, report the sales, and pay in the sales tax that Avalara told you to charge and that you did charge. But the nice thing about something like Texas is you just pay it to Texas, and and you file a return saying, hey, these counties are the ones I had sales in. This is the tax we're paying. Then Texas divvies it up for you, meaning they send it to those agencies. And Louisiana being the great state that it is, you know, you have to go directly. You have to file a, you know, Beauregard Parish tax return, East Jefferson Parish, uh, Lafayette Parish. I'd be right there your parish. Yeah. Yeah. That might have been why I was thinking that was just how. But but other states could be. You know, you mentioned Oklahoma, I think, when we were talking. Oklahoma might be a situation where they haven't. And Louisiana tried to do this recently, and it didn't pass. It's just annoying. 
But where Oklahoma might be a situation where they don't do that for all their counties. Right. Yeah. yeah or we, you pay the school board directly or the sheriff's office. Or yeah. The, you know, whatever. Yeah, school like, board. Yeah. Yeah, that's what people don't realize like, is that. I know we pay our property taxes here to the sheriff. Which yeah, absolutely. Which like, okay. I know. I don't know. It, it's strange. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even our city tax property taxes too. Uh, I think they just collect it for yeah them they do online yeah just like okay yeah yeah <laughs> I think if you can I think if you can leave this example is that if you're going to get started with e-commerce the burden is on you to make sure that you know who to charge sales tax to and and collect it and pay it in. and you got to remember too sales tax is one of those things where you'd rather I hate to say this you'd rather charge somebody you shouldn't then not charge, and then they come back and audit you, and you were like, dang, I could have got it from the customer. Because mm-hmm. it's, not, it's not a tax on you. Like in the example right. earlier where I said you had a $100 sale, and you collected 108.45. You're going to collect 108.45 and give the 845 to the government. You still have your 100. Yeah. But if you charge somebody 100 and didn't collect the sales tax and the government comes back to you and says, "But you should have charged them $10." Yeah. Now you effectively got 90. It's so mind-blowing to me though. And I know we're way past that point. There's nothing we can do about it, but it's so mind-blowing to me that like it's their revenue to collect. Why is it the business owner's responsibility? You know what I, I mean? I don't know, but like, do you want yeah, Who I, did that first? <sighs> Uh, like who, we start? who was I don't just know. like, oh, you're the grocery guy. You you collect the taxes. Yeah, you're like, the no, point. I sell vegetables. <laughs> right. If you want their money, you go get it. You know, like, I do. That's a whole different podcast. I I don't know. Yeah. I think it, it started from well, we can tell you to do it. Is how it started. And right. so he said, well, yeah. you're already at the point of sale, collecting the money. Be our agents for us. I mean, yeah. that's what you are. For sure. But well, I, that 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 concept of sales tax. And uh, employment, employment, uh, self-employment tax. No, not self-employment tax. Payroll tax. Payroll tax. Yeah. Just blows my mind of like, why are, why is that our responsibility? And it, and I know uh, this is this when we're going to start people, our libertarian podcast. <laughs> it's not even a libertarian thing. Not, like no, even taxes, no, whatever. That yeah. that's a side debate. Right. It's like, why is that a function of the business to be the tax collector? Because they say so. Yeah, I get I, that. I but I just mean it's like it and creates. We just take it as we just. It create. You could argue that it creates so much more inefficiencies, even for tax collection. Heck yeah. Well, I guess I guess the thing and would that, be, yeah. how would they? I don't want to, you know, this to devolve into a discussion on how does the government collect tax, but how would they? I don't know. I mean, make it individual self-report what they. That's what you do with income tax. It's a voluntary oh tax system, right? Could you imagine? That's what I was told. I would say this. Until not, they show well, up and throw you in jail. <laughs> I would tell you this. This is interesting. Louisiana did this a few years ago. There's a little place on your tax return that you have to self-report what you bought and brought into the state where the vendor didn't charge you for these rules. Meaning, because okay. you're supposed to pay use tax. If you buy something, like a business that buys something from Amazon, and Amazon doesn't charge them sales tax, you're supposed to self-report and pay use tax on it. Okay. Right? Um, there's a place on your individual tax return where you're supposed to say, what did you buy online that you didn't pay sales tax on? Yeah. I and nobody know. does it. Yeah. Well, and look, why would they if that's not the norm, right? right? I mean, we have other, you know, it's there's other ways to do it. And I don't know. Right. I, I'm just... Um, it's more of a frustration than I've got some kind of, like, three-point plan, you know, vote for me. Uh <laughs> scenario here i'm just <laughs> venting frustrations which isn't valuable for our listeners so we'll we'll move on um what else do people need to know about sales tax 
we've kind of hit the fact that like you know if you need to collect it yeah um, i would say there's, there's some tools that make that easy what what about what happens if you do it wrong because you mentioned you kind of had this kind of like like all right don't worry about it too much kind yeah, of yeah it used to be kind of like, ask for forgiveness right instead yeah, of permission what, what does that look like well, what that looks like is if you get audited or a notice, you might owe some penalties and interest. Um, and again, I would say increasingly this is not the direction we're taking. But the old way was, you know, like, look, it's, it was kind of like a materiality discussion. It was like, really? Do we want to pay you, meaning the CPA, to check all this? It, for the $5,000 we charge to somebody in the state of Washington, like, let them just come after us. And if they do, we'll pay it. You know, it was kind of that cost yeah. benefit is the juice worth the squeeze kind of thing. Right. Now I think the tools are there to just do it right. And the tools are not that expensive. Mm-hmm. And I would say if you're doing e-commerce, if you do it wrong in one state, chances are you're doing it wrong in another. Do it right from the beginning. That's my big thing is just do it right in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I had a thought too, as you said, it got me all derailed. I can't remember. <laughs> you mean my, my rant distracted you? Uh, Imagine that. <laughs> All right. Well, is there anything else we need to cover here? I mean, I think that's that, you know. Yeah. It, it, I w- oh, yeah. I would let's let's talk about purchases for resale. So, and reseller certificates and that sort of thing, because there are rules that say if you buy something and you're not the end user. So, sales tax. The what we hadn't discussed is overarching theme of this is sales tax is charged to the end user. Okay. Okay. So if if you are Office Depot, and you buy envelopes from the envelope distributor, well, the envelope distributor doesn't charge sales tax to Office Depot. It's a sale for resale. Oh. Office Depot charges you the sales tax when they sell you the envelopes. Make sense? Yeah. So similarly, in your business, if you buy things to resale, you should not be charged sales tax. But the way you're not... and the, Hence why Amazon doesn't charge you as a business. Correct. The, okay. But there's different rules about if you if you, you should pay use tax. Like like the, okay. the example of paper clips is a good one. You're not going to then resell it as a CPA firm. Amazon should charge you sales tax. Right. Assuming they have Nexus and they do. And, yeah. Okay. But think of it this way. Think about if you sell, let's go back to the, the retail clothing stores, a perfect example. The clothing manufacturer shouldn't charge you sales tax because you're going to then tr- sell it and charge the end user. But you normally, as a kind of a CYA kind of practice, you're supposed to have, and, the, and, and this is CYA to the wholesaler, it's their proof that they didn't charge you sales tax. You should have a reseller certificate. Reseller certificates are granted to granted by the state. So when you sign up for a sales tax account, you can get the state to give you a reseller certificate, and it's basically just your proof to the mer- to the to the wholesaler who's selling to you. Like, hey, don't charge me sales tax. I'm going to charge it to the end user by you handing them the reseller certificate. It kind of absolves them from their liability to charge you for that. Yeah. So that's another thing just to keep in mind. But if you have a reseller certificate and somebody doesn't charge you sales tax and it's something you're not selling to the end user, you should have been charged sales tax and now you're owe, you owe the use tax. Again, because you're now the end user. Yeah. So that's the thing I would think have people need. Have you ever seen a use tax audit? Oh, yeah. And oh, they're okay. brutal. Whoa. Yeah. I mean, think about I saw – I'll give you a perfect example. A client of mine who I was, I was not involved in this side of the – it was more like an end-of-the-year tax thing. They were building – a facility in Nebraska and their local contractor was, you know, building the metal building and didn't, didn't charge them sales tax on the build out 
didn't didn't charge them sales tax on the build out of all this you know all the work they were doing. That seems normal. I know. State of Nebraska came in and said, "Hey, they should have charged you sales tax. You didn't report it for use tax purposes. Forty thousand dollars." It's like an so eight- in Nebraska, you have to you have to pay sales tax on construction. Yeah, it was I think they I forget their rules, but it was basically like it was deemed personal property. Because it was like, you know, building the infrastructure and the cabinets and the flooring and all that kind of stuff. Like, I don't know all the ins and outs, but I remember leaving thinking it was a construction with personal property. And the government came back and said, no, they should have charged you sales tax. They didn't. You should have self-reported. We we audited you. And I I remember it was like 40,000 bucks. Whoa. Yeah, dude. So that's another kind of thing. Like, if you got any kind of big purchase you're doing, big, most of the times you're right. Like, it does sound weird. Like, sales tax on a building? Like, I, it, it struck me. And I don't remember all the details, but I know that detail. Yeah. Yeah, that stuck with me. A young, young lesson, a young CPA <laughs> lesson learned. Right, war yeah. stories. Yeah. is like, yeah. ooh, glad that didn't happen on my watch. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But it's, you know, you just have to think, like, if you're buying things and you're not being charged sales tax and it's tangible personal, what you call personal property is mm-hmm. what kind of the term in the tax code. Right. Just be thinking like, ooh, do I need a just ask the question. It needs to be a question. Yeah. Right. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Great place to end, right? Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. Any other gotchas you wanna uh... Oh God, no, that's that's enough for really. <laughs> I think that's a good enough. <laughs> All right. Well, if you want other other tax information and war uh, stories and war stories, go to Mirror Group and you can find the other episodes there as well as reaching out to Marcus. If you are now scared, you're going to get audited and <laughs> right. pop in a forty thousand dollar bill. Let me let me uh, let me help you out and yeah. you know, uh, yeah, you put your mind at ease. There you go. Yeah. So, all right. Well, until next time, we'll see you next time, guys. Yes.